And why don't we just take a moment and elevate the Lord in our heart and mind. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to worship you in spirit and truth. We pray your will be done in us. Transform us now from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm so grateful today and so glad that you have joined us at the sanctuary. The sanctuary is a place of life, hope, and love. This is a place to belong. And so I am grateful that you are here and glad to see what God is going to do today. I hope that you had an amazing Thanksgiving. How was it? I pray that it was just an amazing opportunity to reflect on God's blessings in your life, even during this crazy year. I hope your turkey, now I hope that turkey was perfectly cooked. Speaking of turkeys, did you know that Butterball Turkey actually has a helpline? That's right. I wish I could have shared this information with you a week ago. Wouldn't that have blessed your week, right? Thanksgiving week. Yeah, Butterball Turkey, they've got a helpline. So whenever you've got struggles in facing those, you know, opportunities to, to base that turkey or to cook that turkey, you can call Butterball. Would you love to hear uh, some of the best questions that were asked uh, of their helpline? Well, here's a couple of them right here. So this man, he cuts a turkey in half with a chainsaw and wanted to know if the oil in the chainsaw would somehow contaminate his bird, the turkey. Then there was a man who found a turkey from 1969 in his dad's freezer and wanted to know, Butterball, how is the best way that I can cook and prepare this 1969 turkey? A lady rinsed her bird with dishwashing detergent and wanted to know, can you tell me how to make the bubble stop so that I can go on and enjoy eating this bird? And the best, well, a person called in for and with advice about how the best way would be to prepare and cook a turkey, making sure that it fits in a pan. So they recommended wrap the turkey up in a towel, all right? stomp it to break all the bones, and then smush it into the pan. This month, we've been talking about gratitude. We've been discussing the topic of gratitude. We've learned what it means to have a heart of worship. We've learned that one of the greatest weapons we can have in this life is praise. When we elevate the Lord and worship him with a pure heart, gratitude naturally flows from that place. As we conclude this series, I wanna encourage you today to be intentional with gratitude. Be intentional with gratitude. This isn't a virtue that we should aspire to only during November, only during the Thanksgiving season, but it really should be a way of life. You see, it feels like, you know, here we are, we're good at the holidays, we're good during this particular part of the season, but here's the thing, we're really bad about doing this deal of gratitude as a lifestyle throughout the rest of the year. We can be grateful during Thanksgiving, think about Jesus during Christmas, try out a few resolutions or two during January, but for most of us, give us a week or two after the holiday season passes and we're back to our old habits. 
Look to your neighbor and why don't you tell them this. Hey, that's not very good. Type it in the chat. That's not good at all, in fact. I'm hoping that today's message will equip you to have an attitude of gratitude throughout the entire year. That every day for you and me will be an opportunity to praise God and to walk in the spirit of thankfulness, being thankful for God's blessings, to rid ourselves of the spirit of entitlement and discontent. So let's look at Psalm 136 as encouragement today in living in this state of thanksgiving. Psalm 136 and verse one, it reads this way. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever, amen. For a few moments, we're gonna speak on this subject. Gratitude, it's my lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. This is a psalm of praise and thanksgiving that we find closer to the passage of the book of Psalms. One that shifts the focus from our dilemmas to the greatness of our God. No matter what we face, his mercy, well, it endures forever and ever. Amen. I'm grateful to know that God's mercy, his grace, it endures forever and ever in our lives. Praise the name of the Lord. We are called to give thanks today. This means we're called to overcome any obstacles that stand in our way through gratitude, having a heart filled with Gratitude, Because the attitude of gratitude, well, gratitude, it changes everything. And so we must change everything in our lives in order to become more grateful. We've got to make the pursuit of gratitude one of our chief aims in life and destroy negative influences that take our eyes off the goodness of our God. Today, I want to give you a look into this, a, a playbook, a tried and true plan for staying grateful no matter what comes your way. So the question is, how do we stay grateful? How do we live in a state of gratitude? Well, first of all, we must be specific. We must be specific. When we're thankful for someone or something, we ought to say so. Don't pass an opportunity to thank God specifically for what he has done for you, for the time he healed you when the doctors couldn't figure it out, the time he provided a financial miracle when your back was against the wall, the time he met you at your altar of prayer, and because of that, you have never been the same. And don't forget to express gratitude to people who have blessed you either. We should never be too proud to stop and express gratitude for our blessings. Luke 17 and verse 14, we read about 10 men who were healed by Jesus of their leprosy. In verse 14, we read, so when they saw him, them, 
he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, there were not 10 cleans. Were there not 10 individuals cleansed? But where are the nine? Where were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Out of those 10, only one came back to give thanks. So Jesus said, hey, where are the other nine? Where'd they all run off to? He was like, okay, what's going on? I'm so grateful and thankful you have come back to say thank you, but where's everybody else? Because of what this one individual did, Jesus says to him, why don't you get up and walk and you will be made whole. Your faith has made you whole, has made you well. Have you ever wondered why Jesus actually said that? I mean, the man was already healed of leprosy, so why did he add that part to the conversation. When Jesus says to the one man, your faith has made you well, he wasn't talking about physical healing, all right? He was talking about spiritual healing. He was talking about mental healing. He was talking about making him completely whole. You see, each of us have the power to conquer ungratefulness through giving thanks. We must focus on the specifics of God's blessings in our lives, but sometimes we can get so distracted, right? We get so distracted by so many things. But by being specific in our praise, it renews our mind to focus on God's goodness instead of the world full of noise as it's vying to steal our attention. Now, here's the deal, guys. Here in North America, we are truly blessed people, right? I mean, we're, we're so blessed that at times it's almost like we're spoiled, right? Am I telling the truth to someone? You know what I'm talking about. We can get so flustered by the silliest of things, like when the cell phone doesn't get great signal, when a flight's delayed, or my computer may take a few extra seconds to load a website, when we're asked to wear a mask to protect the most vulnerable members of our population, our frustration, well, it reveals our ungrateful spirits. So how can we avoid this virus of selfish immaturity? Well, we do so by specifically thanking God, specifically being thankful, because that, my friend, is the antidote to this immaturity because it melts our pride. It crushes our sense of entitlement. It reminds us that everything that we have, that it comes from God and that his mercy that endures forever is the only way that we are blessed. That's the only reason why we're blessed today. We should pray, invite the Holy Spirit to convict us today of any whining, right? When we're specific, of our and with our thanks, we see just how blessed, in fact, we are. 
We can walk in gratitude by being specific and by committing to build up others. If we're gonna grow in this area and make this a lifestyle, we must be able and willing to build up others. Have you ever been around someone who just makes you feel better, just being around them? I mean, you could have had a horrible day, but this person will find something to compliment. When you're that kind of person, guess what? Everybody wants you around them. I mean, if you're looking for someone, you find that person, you're like, hey, I want to be around that person, right? I want to be, because why? Because they are filling my bucket. They're encouraging. They're, they're, they're an individual encouraging me along the journey. Now, my wife, she's very gifted in this regard. She loves so big. I mean, it's so easy for her to see the good in people. And guess what? She doesn't just, you know, ignore it. She tells you. She tells you. She lets you know how she's really feeling. She, she allows the good to come to the surface and shares that encouragement with so many people. And she doesn't just, you know, again, hide it. No, she makes it known. And here's the deal. She's not making it up. She's sincere. She loves people. She loves you. She loves everybody that she comes in contact with. She's thinking good thoughts. I mean, that's what we do. We're talking about it. I mean, so many people tell me, man, her encouragement has always builds me up. Anytime I get to see her get a, you know, a fist bump or an elbow, you know, a hit. I guess we're not doing the hugs right now, right? But hey, it's encouraging. Why? Because she is such an encourager. If we're honest, it's not really that hard to do. If we choose, we can find positive things in the lives of others and begin to encourage them, begin to praise them for those positive things. You see, a good friend will show a genuine interest in what's going on in your life. What do you have to say? I mean, how you feel about something. You know, they'll let you know. A good friend will accept you for who you are and listen to you attentively without judging you, trying to change the subject, trying to focus on self. A good friend will act in a trustworthy and loyal manner. Proverbs 27 and 17 tells us, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. I think we need more friends in our lives that sharpen us, amen? that make us better. I'm grateful I've got some great friends like that. They sharpen me, they challenge me, they stir me, but they also encourage me. Just like a tool being sharpened, they hone our abilities and this can lift us up. Lift us up and help us become more like Jesus. Do you want to help someone else in their relationship with God? Well, then build them up. Use your words to build her up. As pastor, I know that when you begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's part of my job to realize that you need relationships with other believers as well. Just as Pastor Micah Wisdom talked about a few Wednesdays ago, we can't become a believer and then do our own thing with Jesus. We've got to be connected to the body. There's going to have to be some assembly required, right? We've got to be connected to the church in a local setting. For example, maybe someone starts coming to church. They may even develop some habits in their personal life, but they never make the effort to connect with others on the same path, that same path following Jesus. Here's the truth. Most of them will never see their full potential 
realize, their full potential come to the surface because God has a plan, amen. And it's called the church. God has a plan and it is called the church. Tell your neighbor, hey, God has a plan and it is called the church. Type it in the chat and say, hey, God has a plan and it is called the church. God gave us one another so that we can strengthen one another through prayer, encouragement, Amen. Just being connected with one another, the body of Christ. God's antidote to loneliness is the body of Christ. It is the church. It's the church. Amen. It's the church. Amen. 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 When we started the Sanctuary Church, it was to help people connect with the Lord and to connect with one another. Grow in God and grow in relationship with one another. We wanted to create an environment where people could build positive God-centered relationships to be more like Jesus and fulfill his plan for their lives. And my brothers and sisters, that is done in community. That is done in connection with other brothers and sisters of like faith. That's because God didn't design us to live in isolation. He created the perfect remedy for loneliness when he created the church. Amen. Hebrews 10 and 24 encourages us to get together regularly and lift each other up. Verse 24 reads, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect the meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. In this room today and even online, there are many people who are on the same path toward Jesus, and we need to be on that path together. Amen. We're all trying to move in the same direction. Amen. We're all trying to move toward the Lord. Some of us are praying. Some of us are asking God, would you please send some friends our way? But we've not made the effort to reach out to people who are literally an elbow bump away. Come on, somebody. It's time to reach across the aisle, reach across the living room. It's a re time to reach across and be a friend so that we can be connected as the church today. The answer to your prayers may be literally sitting across the aisle from you. So I encourage you, why don't you push past your comfort zone today. Find ways to build relationships, to get together. Find ways, start lavishing praise on people. Take interest in their lives. Think beyond yourself and build someone else up through your words, and through your actions. Get together for coffee, dessert, tea, hang out at the park with the kiddos. I mean, do a Zoom call, yes, even Zoom meetings. I mean, those work as well, and they're great ways to form relationships. Small groups, care ministries, that's what we're all about here at the sanctuary. Be involved, be connected to a small group, be connected to a care community, show up to stuff, be a part. Say, hey, how can I help? Hey, when's the next meeting? I'd love to be involved. Let me know. I want to bring something. Why? Because that is how we will grow as the body of Christ, as the church. Amen. And this leads me to my final point. Be intentional with gratitude daily. 
Be intentional with gratitude every single day. Here's a news flash. Gratitude won't cost you anything, but it will not come easy. It's not going to cost you anything, but it will not come easy. What do I mean? Well, I mean that we've got to be intentional to truly be thankful for what we have. We've got to conquer critical spirits that come against us every single day. We've got to conquer them immediately and conquer them often, right? This requires proper perspective, kingdom perspective, perspective that looks beyond what we see in the day in, the day out, the natural. We've got to fix our eyes upon the eternal blessings of God. We've got to be willing to praise the Lord in the good times and even during the bad times. In other words, my circumstances, it does not dictate my level of gratitude. We're instructed to do this 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. When we have the proper perspective, we can give thanks in all circumstances. In our weaknesses, the Lord can be made strong. When we're struggling, God is able to work in our lives. He can help us through times that we could never have faced in our own ability. Being intentional, well, that's not always easy, right? But having a proper perspective, well, that, my brothers and sisters, that is what transforms us. That is what is transformational. Amen. I've heard to be thankful in difficult circumstances that, hey, it's important to do so. I've learned to try to do that. I've tried to be thankful in the difficult circumstances that even my family has faced. Now notice I didn't say I was thankful for the difficult circumstances. No, but I can be thankful in those difficult moments. Amen. So can you. I believe that no matter what you're going through, the difficulties of life, the storms around us, we can learn to begin to praise God and find things that we can, in fact, count as blessings. When you feel the urge to complain, be thankful instead. God calls up to us to live above the negativity today. When we give thanks in all things, God gives us a supernatural attitude adjustment, all right? I need a supernatural attitude adjustment sometimes, and I know there's some folks that need this as well. We should thank God for all that he has given us, all that he has provided, the power of Calvary being demonstrated in our life, grace and mercy, understanding that God's mercy it endures forever, trusting in the promises of Scripture, the blessings of the Lord, that He is with us and that He is for us today. Amen and amen. We should acknowledge that we really don't deserve God's goodness. We don't deserve God's grace. We, when we do so, our grumbling melts into gratitude. Our impatience, well, it turns to praise because we realize who God is and what he really is doing in our lives. When the first thought of negativity begins to creep into our minds and heart, we've got to speak life instead. Got to speak life instead. Focus on the positive. Focus on the good. Focus on the blessings of God. 
There will always be something negative to bring us down. I mean, there's so much that we can talk about. All the negative stuff around us, sure, that can certainly bring us down. There will never be a storybook ending that you dreamed of. There will always be that person that you invested in who doesn't appreciate it. The real question is, where will you place your focus? Where will you place your trust in today? Amen. Philippians 4.8 provides the answer, answer for being intentional in gratitude. What is the answer? Well, finally, brethren, in verse eight of chapter four, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. There's anything that is virtuous, anything that's praiseworthy, meditate, think on these things. You want to know how to be more intentional. Think on these things. Can I be painfully honest here today? It's really difficult to be intentional when we fill our minds with junk. It's really hard to dwell on the good when... <laughs> All we ever do is put the bad into our heart, right? You know, the saying, garbage in, garbage out. If you haven't, well, here we go. It's still true, folks, right? Now, now might be the case more than ever. Whatever I consume, whatever I consume with my mind or my eyes or the attitudes of those around me, garbage in, garbage out. So we're called to guard our heart. Even now, we must be careful with the media that we consume, the music we listen to, the news cycle that we absorb daily. We've got to spend time in God's word, renewing our mind, and in doing so, we can be intentional in gratitude. I challenge you today, be intentional with gratitude. Guard your heart, guard your gratitude today. Don't let anything steal it. Let it become a lifestyle, a way of life. When you lose gratitude, you lose joy. Gratitude is a powerful thing that unleashes so many other good experiences in life. Why does gratitude open up so many blessings in our lives? Why? It's because God loves gratitude. It lifts him up. It glorifies him. It's an opportunity to say, yes, I'm thankful for the blessings that I actually do have. I'm thankful for the air in my lungs. Thankful for the opportunity to worship a God who loves me. Thankful for the opportunity to experience God's power and grace on a daily basis. Giving thanks draws me closer to God. It makes me more like Jesus. When we humble ourselves and surrender to him, we see his greatness and just how small we are. As we reflect at the close of this series, I ask, what are you thankful for today? What are you thankful for today? What is my focus on today? Is it all about me or is it all about him? Is it all about me and my things and my stuff or is it all about God? Am I willing to lift others up or do I only wanna lift self up today? 
Have you been going through some difficult times? Have you prayed, but it feels like those problems and issues are still there? Have you told yourself, just keep on going and maybe someday they're going to disappear, but it just simply has gotten deeper? Well, then why not try Thanksgiving? Why not try living with a state of gratitude? It's time to pray. I believe God's gonna speak to some hearts and God's gonna help us right now. Perhaps you've been facing some difficulties. Maybe you're going through something physical or emotional right now. Battles in your heart and mind, something on the inside. God is able to bring healing today to your life. He's able to restore body, mind, and spirit today. He loves you and He desires for us to find new attitude, desires for us to find a new life, new perspective, being transformed, a renewing of our mind. He desires for that to occur today. Maybe you're tired of being that half empty person. I challenge you to choose the joy of the Lord today. I challenge you today to dwell on the mercy of God, knowing that his mercy, it endures forever. I challenge you to be intentional with gratitude today. Be specific with your praise. Build others up. Encourage others around you. God desires to give us the hope that we have been searching for, that we've been looking for, the peace that we long for today, a joy that we've desperately tried to find on our own and through our own strength. My brother, my sister, young person today, today is your day to be renewed in the Lord, renewed in the spirit today, to shed some things from your past, embrace a brand new start, a brand new future in the Lord. It's time to pray right now. We're gonna ask God to forgive us of our sin and that God will transform us right now from the inside out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for all that you're about to do. You're able right now to speak life into every hopeless situation. Lord Jesus, bring the strength and the healing that we need to our minds today. Restore unto us, God, what the enemy is trying to take away. Lord, remove barriers from gratitude in our heart and life. Forgive us, Lord. Heal us, Lord, of our brokenness today. We desire to give you glory and thanks so that we, just like the person that was healed by you, that we can come back to you and we can be made whole today. It's time to find a fresh start in you today. Amen. Today is my day to commit to live in a state of gratitude, a lifestyle of thankfulness today. It is my lifestyle. It is my choice. And God, I thank you for strength. I thank you for peace. I thank you for your direction and purpose being fulfilled through me right now. I commit myself to you. I trust in you. Have your way in my life right now. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor right now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Right where you are, can you just take a moment and begin to praise God and thank Him for all that He has done. The big barriers, the blinders that are being removed from your mind and your eyes right now, that God's going to release something amazing in your heart right now. Can we do that right now? Can we elevate the Lord in our hearts and minds, fix our attention upon Him? This is a lifestyle. Gratitude, it is a lifestyle and we're committing to it from this day forward in Jesus name, in Jesus name.